Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Trust the fungus. And I'm Sebastian Mario. You know what I love about mud? It's clean and dirty at the same time. I'm Andy Schossler. What single-celled organism did you evolve from? Coming live to you via the magic of the internet, I'm Jordan. (laughs) And welcome to our special quarantine episode (laughs) of the Super (laughs) Mario Bros. movie. I can't imagine a better way of watching this than in full isolation away from the rest of society. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, good God. What has this thing done to us? It's broken apart. This is like the first like time. I, I, was, I was already having a terrible time at home and then, you know, you put this movie in front of me and now look where we are. <gasps> How dare you? This was a double viewing of punishment for us this fortnight. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have a place in my heart for next week's film, but I can't say honestly that we've sat down to watch two good films this week. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Yep, so obviously, yeah, Jordan's joining us from home um, because social isolation is important. 
And Andrew's joining me from in person because he... Yes, and we're, very importantly, two metres apart. Yep. We can oh, barely... we actually can't. <laughs> if we sit back in our chairs and reach our hands out, we actually can't touch hands. Um, Which is a tragedy for me. Very good. Yep. Practice your social distancing at home, fellas. Andrew being here just meant that I couldn't do this entire episode in my underwear, though. <laughs> That's all it meant. I mean, I, I know <laughs> I... let that stop you. <laughs> yeah, so you. You guys are really at a disadvantage here. So really, I'm the winner in this situation. I get it. Oh, you seem very, very comfortable at home. Um, all right, Super Mario. Mario Brothers, though, what the fuck? So this got put on the list because Sonic came out. So before you blame me, which is, I get why, <laughs> this only got added because when Sonic came out, we were like, let's do some video game movies to keep it company. We don't want sure. it being a lonely Sonic. <laughs> it turns out it was a really successful okay Sonic. And then there's Mario. Which wasn't successful. I don't believe so. I haven't checked the numbers. I would. Just, no. I, I left that to you because I assume that's what you do, right? It was it Amongst was a, other things. It was a clustery mess all round uh, yep. when you read into the trivia uh, but as far as um, as far as the numbers are concerned it had a budget of 48 million only took 21 mil at the worldwide gross so 41 million budget <laughs> 48 48 wow it only took 21 it was such a disaster that's a, that's a high budget for a movie that looks very low budget I think they built a lot of sets to be fair I will say, like, they, yeah, it, it does look a bit that way. For comparison, it made it reminded me a lot of Judge Dredd, just in in its atmosphere and the way it looked. See, it reminded me of a very poor man's um, Blade Runner, which is kind of like what Judge Dredd looks like. <laughs> and the art director, <laughs> the art director for Super Mario, had worked on Blade Runner. That's why he was oh, uh, asked, asked to come on. Snyder, I think his name was. Not um, the evil principal from the Buffy the Vampire series. No. Right? Vampire Slayer. There we so, go. so this came out in 1993. Uh, Judge Dredd came out in 1995. Had a budget of 90 million. Okay. So double the budget yeah. al- almost and reminded me uh, aesthetically and, and tonally just how the whole thing looked. Um, and Judge Dredd made 113 mil. So with advertising... Well, I mean, for, for perspective on the visual effects, I mean, this movie came out like a mere few weeks before Jurassic Park. Like, As if well. If you look at those two... Yep separated and just kind of look at the even just the effects it's kind of crazy how big of a difference there is between those two and a lot of practical effects too like all the pyrotechnics mm-hmm. were really happy yeah. on, on set i will say as well i did notice one name in the credits which rung a bell to me which is alan silvestri the composer and whether you recognize the name or not you'll definitely know his work like he did back to the future he yep. actually did the score to judge dread mind you yep <laughs> um <laughs> but he's been um very talented guy yeah Following along with like the uh, the Spielbergian way, like he did Ready Player One as well, coming from obviously Spielberg directed Back to the Future. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and he did the Captain America and a couple of the Marvel movies as well, like the recent, more recent ones, specifically the Avengers and Endgame, and yeah, all the ones in between, really. So it's weird. The production team is debatably a very solid one on this one. Even the even the actors, I'd say, are a solid one. Like Leguizamo and um, Hopkins are not bad actors, I would say. However. It was directed <laughs> by Annabelle Yankel and Rocky Morton, who are a husband and wife team. And everyone they, knows marriages, uh, are ba- <laughs> marriages only exist so to much. fail. <laughs> <laughs> they had done a lot of projects together, but really notably was Max Headroom that they, that they did. Everything else was up until that time. was I'd never heard of it before or wasn't really worth, worth mentioning. Okay. Um, but they apparently had... A lot of trouble communicating on set. There were rewrites. They were clashing with the studio over a tone. They wanted something dark. The studio wanted something light and fluffy. Uh, and they and they and they struggled to get anything consistent across to the actors. 
So the roll-on effect of this movie being exactly what it was is pretty much why we haven't seen any until until freaking um, Detective Pikachu any live action um, it Nintendo was, films. It was such a disaster for Nintendo. Yeah, they didn't release anything after this until Detective Pikachu. What's that? Twenty six years later. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I um doing my own little research. It was shocking. Like these overnight shifts mean I'm just up till six in the morning doing God knows what. Um, but yeah, my research came through that. Um, oh goodness, I had research and I've completely I sidetracked wow, myself. Wow, you did work. <laughs> I did, and then I sidetracked myself. Um, so it was also the reason that Mario didn't appear in Wreck It Ralph. There was meant to be a Mario and Sonic cameo, but Nintendo was still in its hell. No, we're not letting anyone else control our properties in in even if it's for like ten seconds. It would have been the and reasonably so with this as the uh, as the reason. <laughs> I mean, like, when you think about it, like, you wouldn't look at something like the Super Mario Brothers and think, like, oh, yeah, that'll be easy to adapt into, like, you know, a, uh, a live-action piece. It would be pretty well impossible. So it took, I feel like it took a lot of balls even just to try. But they, uh, yeah, yeah it, it didn't work out. <laughs> well, they are sort of trying again. The studio, I forget their name because they're awful, but the studio that does the Minions movies um, is working alongside Nintendo to do an animated, well, 3D animated um, Mario movie at mm. the moment. I mean, coronavirus oh, okay. side. <laughs> like, let's see how that goes. Um, see, that that could work. Like, if you're going to do an animated movie, like, sure. But, like, for something with the, I guess, like, the actual content of the Super Mario Brothers, like, trying to adapt that into live action, it just, you just shouldn't do it because it's going to come off really bad like it did here. Unless you did something maybe similar to the vein of Sonic, which kind of worked. It was banned. Uh, the the reception for it was really poor. It has a critical score of twenty three on twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, only twenty nine percent for the audience. So there's not even that much of a difference between audience and the critics. Did I see a four out of ten on IMDb? I'm trying to remember. And was a four out of ten. Yeah, I was. I can't remember if this was this movie or next week's movie when I saw that score. Unf- I mean, this isn't good enough as a band film. I wouldn't even call it a band film. It's just not. There's, there's nothing notable enough to put it in that category of anything fantastic. So it doesn't have cult yeah. status because it's not bad enough to, to, to have that. And it's not really good enough oh. to be considered a good film. Either. I remembered my facts. So they did do a <gasps> Blu-ray release of this film. Ah. But it was super limited because Nintendo, once again, wants no bar of this. And if you buy like the Japanese copy, it was so limited. It goes to like 200 USD online. Like oh, it's damn. expensive. There is a, I think there was a British one as well, like a UK one. That wasn't, a bit cheaper, to be fair. Yeah, That but, wasn't the only cutting that had ever happened to the film. In 2015, Disney Family played the, played the film on air and they cut several scenes short or cut them out altogether. So <laughs> notably, any establishing shots with the World Trade Towers are cut completely, which you can understand. Mm-hmm. The time. Yep. That's not something that hasn't happened to uh, in other films. Um, Toad's monologue about where the portal... Uh, came from. That's how Mario and Luigi in the film learn about the portal. All that was gone. Yep. The prison escape scene with cheering inmates was cut short. Why? Because Disney doesn't want you to see inmates they shouldn't uh, have cheering bought- and being people and being happy. Inmates should be you know, awful and repenting. Disney was responsible when Marvel did Guardians of the Galaxy. I know. Full of prison inmates. I know. <laughs> the, the foursome of Mario, Luigi, Iggy and Spike working together to get back into the city um, because they're all after the the amulet rock 
for, yep. for different reasons, but they're working together to, to do that. Um, them wearing the masks and sort of getting past the security guard, all that was cut. So they're just back in the city mm. after being out in the desert. Um, and so the, cut and to make the story make even less sense than it already did. I don't know why they would cut it short because it's not that long. Yeah. It's not yeah, a it's horribly not even long, a long film. movie. Uh, and my favourite scene, the one where Mario is dancing with Bertha and trying to, you know, reach around and 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 get the rock yeah. amulet thing and just being very clever with that, all that was cut short just because it was too risque for Disney. No, I know, huh. it's incredible. Wait, so wow. this is just it was it wasn't bought by Disney, right? It was just this was aired on Disney Family, and all these cuts happened, so it was severely cut down. Okay, but Disney doesn't Weird. own this film though. I would assume they probably just got the licensing for it for TV at the time. I'm sure. Because I was going to go, I've not seen this on Disney Plus. That would have been easier (laughs) if that was on Disney Plus. And they cut the Super Mario Brothers logo from the end. Oh. In the Italian release. Oh, this is the spicy one. You don't even see Mario and Luigi going back to Brooklyn. It just ends in the the Cooper world. (laughs) That's right, folks. They're gone. And they never (laughs) escaped. Just in the dino world. It just ends there in the dino world. Oh, good. They're just social isolate, um, social, what's the word? It's distancing? <laughs> I can speak. They're just sticking away from Italy. It's a bit of a hotbed at the moment. About the ending, I, I, I think it would have been better with the Italian cut when they just cut in Dinotopia or Dino Hatton, whatever they, whatever they call Dinopolis? it. Dinopolis? I have no idea. I have no idea what it was called. <laughs> because, because the ending we get is them back in Brooklyn, Brooklyn and it's a whole Back to the Future thing. Daisy comes back and says, guys, we've got to go back. And they say, back where? And she says, back to the future. Oh. <laughs> back to Dino Land or whatever. Yep. Good shit. This is it's rubbish. I struggled with this film. And this is not going to, I'm not going to, I don't want to preview oh, my, well. <laughs> my verdict. <laughs> I tried to watch this film last weekend. So when I watched now next week's film as well. Yeah. And I got like 20 minutes in and I was like, I'm going to fall asleep. So I couldn't do it. So I aborted. I then tried to watch it twice last night, but somehow it turns on and my fucking neck just turns to the like the nearest blank wall and stares. <laughs> and I zone out so goddamn much. And then- um, as Andrew was walking in to record today, I've got like oh, 20 minutes left in the film. I'm like, it's fine. I probably saw the end like twice at least. <laughs> no, you should have powered through. I'm, it would have been worth it. I think it's it's in my brain somewhere. It's going to be like me remembering a dream or something. I'm going to be like, oh, that did happen in that movie. <laughs> I still somehow in those four times missed every single time they suited up. So they just suddenly appear in their in their red and green, okay. which is great. I like how it looks, but I have no idea when they got the suit. <laughs> to be from. honest, I I don't think you missed it. I feel like there's various points in this movie where things have just changed. I don't know if maybe I've learned out, but I'm fairly certain at least once I noticed that the costumes had changed with like no explanation whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. or the, I mean, those scenes were probably cut cut short anyway. Jordan, there's a point possibly. at the very beginning of the film where Big Bertha is attacking the stunt granny. Do you remember the very beginning? <laughs> yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. she picks her up for a scoop slam. And like in the one shot, she picks her up like, you know, hand and crotch, other hand on shoulder, <laughs> spins her around. And then we immediately cut and she's now just holding her by the crotch, but she hasn't flipped her around. <laughs> so she's just in the air. Yeah. And then they cut to another shot. And now she's over her head being thrown over a bridge. And it was incredible. <laughs> Who cares? This isn't a film... <laughs> 
made for, for, for continuity. It doesn't matter if- <laughs> but It was just like, they, they, they show us picking her up yeah. and then immediately cut to her sit, standing on the ground yeah. still. And then she's now just above someone's head being thrown. Yeah. Like all three shots were there and they needed to be. They just literally put one in the wrong spot. Yeah. They just needed to flip two of them and it would have been this succinct thing. But anyway. Well, it's like it's, it's like the continuity on that shot in Terminator 2 where Arnie shoots at the frozen uh, T-800 robot and it like shatters four or five different times from, from the different angles. Mm. <laughs> I can't remember that. I remember the thing being shot and then it reforms again, right? Yeah, that's it. it is that when, when, when he's frozen mm-hmm. and Arnie shoots him and it, and it all shatters all, all over the ground, but it's shown, it's edited from, from different angles, from ah. different perspective, and you just see it over and over again shattering. Oh, interesting. I have to look back on yeah. that one. The, um, sort of the same thing in, I think it was Last Action Hero when we watched that, there was a scene that's yes. really similar. It's just like the same explosion, like with five different angles, but yeah. shit's different in each, every single one. But I think <laughs> exactly. that was on purpose, right? Because <laughs> Last Action Hero were making fun of them, right? <laughs> the movie was, yeah, a little bit tongue in cheek. Super clever. Speaking of Arnie, Ooh. can you take a guess at who was considered for Cooper, for Dennis Hopper's role? <laughs> Is it Arnie? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I would cast Stallone because he can't give a... Yep. Arnie and Michael Keaton and Kevin Costner all turned it down. Costner, I thought, was the actor that played Cooper in this film. For some reason, they looked the same to me. I, I know like, it's I not, like but like... Dennis Hopper in it. Oh, no, I just like, I mix up their faces. Yeah. There's a story Dennis Hopper tells when he's asked why he was in the film. I mean, everybody involved knew it was going to be crap. Yep. Uh, and Dennis Hopper tells a story that... His son asks him, "Dad, you're a, you're a pretty good actor. Why did you play such a such a terrible role in in the film?" And he says to his son, "Well, son, I did it so that you can have shoes." <laughs> he says, "Dad, I didn't need shoes that badly." <laughs> what is that, that that wonderful Michael Caine quote about working Jaws four? That's exactly right. I've never seen it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but I but I, I look at the house that it bought all the time. Yeah. Good shit. <laughs> um, is this the one? I, I'm trying to repeat. I didn't do any specific research on this point, but is it the film that Bob Hoskins did because he wanted to a kid, uh, movie for his kids? No. No. What's this one? What was this no. one? No. He didn't want to do it because it was another kid's movie and he didn't want to be typecast uh, as like a Dick Van Dyke uh, type guy uh. of doing another kid's film. He found out during production from his son that it was based on a video game. Oh, he didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know. Because the original <laughs> script, amazing. yeah, the original script was nothing like what ended up being being filmed because of all the rewrites, because of the clashes between studio and, and, and directors. So the script that everybody signed on for was just changed, chopped and changed so much that there was absolutely nothing of it left by the time they, they got around to filming and cool. editing together the finished product. Hoskins hated... Yeah, the original the script was a, was a dark noir about two out-of-business plumbers. Yeah. And, what? And, and it was going to play on the, on the family <laughs> dynamic that they don't get along, but they do get along because of their... Blood ties, yeah, it was going to play off that. Okay, but as long as that version of the film does have a scene in which they're both called Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, I'm pretty happy. Like, as long as that one little tidbit's left in. Well, Hoskins as long hated as that it. remains. Hoskins hated it. He and Leguizamo drank frequently on the production to get them through the experience. They both suspected that it would flop, uh, mostly because of the, the clashes between the studio. Hoskins found out from his son that it was based on a video game. Hoskins broke a finger during a chase scene. He wore a, a, uh, a cast painted pink to complete the shooting. He was stabbed four times, electrocuted, and he almost drowned. And he says it's the worst film he's ever made. I'm starting to see why. <laughs> God, it sounds like an absolute nightmare. 
And like, I love Bob Hoskins. Like he, I mean, I say Bob Hoskins, yeah. Roger Rabbit's one of my favorite films. So he'd already done, I mean, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was 88. Yeah. That was and five years before this film. <laughs> looked a lot better. Yeah. This film didn't look bad. Though. This film, the way this film looks, is not my is not my criticism of this film. This film actually looks better than it is. Um, uh, get this. Do you know who was considered for Luigi? Ooh. I don't think I don't think you guessed this one because it was a surprise to me. I have no idea. Tom Hanks. Was oh. considered for Luigi, but because up until that point uh, he'd made Turner and Hooch, which flopped. Uh, he'd made Joe vs the Volcano which flopped, he was dismissed as a candidate because the studio felt that uh, that Tom Hanks was done. He was no longer bankable. Okay. Jesus. Two years later, he did Saving Private Ryan <laughs> and <laughs> Apollo 13 the year after that. And yeah. yeah. Might have uh, misread the room on that one, huh? How's that for perspective? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you guys want to get into the crux? Is there any more like horrible, like... History notes from this one? No, it's just everybody having a really horrible time on set. <laughs> I would love to take the reins on this one to tell the story, but I feel like I'm literally the most unqualified person to do that here. <laughs> All right, I can do it. I've I'll, got a play-by-play. I'll help out if I can, sure. but honest to God, it's going to hit certain points. I'm like, and now that I don't know. All right. I saw them get their jump boots three times. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> which, which is a nice way for the film to explain why they can jump so well. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I I didn't hate it, but also if you just if you didn't have a subplot about them jumping, I also wouldn't have missed it. <laughs> like in general, <laughs> but this is a world where everybody can jump ridiculously well. And yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fine. All right, fine. so as you were, so so we start with a nice little animated sequence. Did anybody recognize the narrator? His voice. I didn't. No. no, it's Dan Castellaneta. I was I, I was about to say Homer oh, Simpson as a yeah. joke, but it was actually Homer yeah. Simpson. Oh, good to know. <laughs> not not doing a, a Homer voice. Yeah, uh, but he did it. So we find out that an asteroid, the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs, somehow created a parallel world where the dinosaurs weren't wiped out. Oh no, you're you're not selling this enough. I'm sorry. I'm going to immediately cut in and quote this movie. You, you sorry. And in 1973, the portal opens between Earth and this world. What if the asteroid didn't wipe out the dinosaurs? <gasps> what if it opened up a portal to a parallel world? And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, what if? Has anyone ever stopped to think, what if that happened? That is my... F- yeah, really wasn't what I was expecting in the first few minutes of the movie about nope. two plumbers. <laughs> like, I know that one sentence cut them about 10 pages of script, so I get why. Yeah. But it was just so abrupt. Like, no one would ever think that. Like... What no, if the Titanic no. didn't sink? Cool question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if the World Trade Centers weren't taken down? Yeah, good question. What if a asteroid opened up a parallel dimension? Like that's so <laughs> yeah. fucking that's high exactly. concept. What if, what if the Titanic, Titanic didn't sink and that somehow summoned the devil onto Earth? You know, I that, can, that, that kind of no link scenario. I would read that comic just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mario Luigi, we find out their brother plumbers. Who are having it a little bit tough? They offer a ride to a lead paleontologist, Daisy, and she's heading up a, a university dig, which is interrupted by, uh, which is interrupting a building site by Scapelli Construction. What a heel! Right, I my he's, memory. He's played so like typical, you know, sleazy CEO, mm. greasy, you know, corrupt. Uh, yeah, evil kind of guy. 
my memory was, and I was wrong, that this was the same actor that would play Cooper. I, for some reason, thought that he had like a parallel from this world and that world. And I had a feeling it should be Dennis Hopper too. Yeah, but I don't think it actually... I mean, he, this guy no. was brunette to begin with, but I also just don't think it, it was him. No. He was you know, like a central casting kind of, you know, whatever generic Italian guy. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> um, so we find out that she wears some weird little amulet uh, that's identical to one that we saw um, with the abandoned baby at the start. Yep. There was some lady running through, you know, drop, dropped a, a container off at uh, a, a nunnery or an orphanage and we find out it's an egg and it hatched. And there was a baby that came out and she was wearing this, or had this amulet in the, this little rock thing in the, in the thing. I found Scapelli on IMDb for the record. Is his name Scapelli? His name is Gianni Russo. Okay. Um, but he did play someone called Carlo in The Godfather. So he's definitely Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yes, I Italian mean, stereotype. <laughs> I mean, especially with the freaking name Gianni yeah. Russo. But it's just like, oh my God. So we're still in the setup, but it does happen pretty quickly. Scapelli tries to flood the dig. Um, fortunately, Daisy, after a lovely date with Luigi, has taken her to, to the side. Uh, a double date so, with Luigi, Mario, and... and Daniela. No, Daniela. Oh, her middle name? Is freaking um, oh has anyone here played super? Uh, well, I mean the original Donkey Kong, where Mario oh, has no. to save the woman in the tower. Oh really? I freaking just lost her name. She's if anyone's played Super Mario Odyssey, she's the lady in the red dress that runs New Donk City. Oh. Um, God, I have to, oh, I remember her name, but it's like Roxanne or something. That's okay. not right. I have to find okay. that out. Um, but that she is sense. the character from the original Donkey Kong game in which Mario. Debut to save the, right. the woman. Yeah, I'll, I'll look up her name. There's a few little like kind of tidbits like that throughout the movie, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. isn't there like a um like a someone getting arrested whose name is like Bowser or something? Is there, oh maybe no, not Bowser. Um, some other character. It's like Bowser? really really quick like, little throwaway thing. Sorry, not Bowser. Um, a redhead it was, Pauline. It was some other character. Interesting. Yeah, Pauline was the girl's name, not Roxanne. I don't know where I got Roxanne from, but um, <laughs> I, I said red, and I'm like red light. Oh, Paul, yeah. <laughs> Roxanne. Um, oh, oh, so so yeah. Sorry, Scapelli's, that was nothing interruption. I'm that's sorry. A, no, that's all right. No, no, it was good trivia. Scapelli's goons try and flood it. Fortunately, there is a plumber on site, uh, and then we're introduced to well, not introduced for the first time, but we have um, Iggy and Spike, who are essentially. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern from, from Hamlet. They're the comic relief. They're the bad guys just there to do funny things because they're so inept. The dumbest henchmen who ever henched. <laughs> exactly right. And they kidnap both Daisy and uh, Daniela, which will come up uh, later. Can we just call her Pauline from now on? It's so much easier for me to say Daisy and Pauline. <laughs> you know, one thing I really like about this film, and I'll, and I'll talk about it in the verdict uh, as well, but... It just, everything has a setup and a payoff. There's nothing in it that is just there to be, to be there, to be there and fill up space. Yeah. It, it has, it either comes up later, is relevant somehow, or, you know, whatever is set up is eventually resolved later on. Like you would think, oh, how, how, how stupid it is to kidnap both Daisy and Daniela, but that comes up later. Wait, so, I have one, one point that doesn't. And sure. this is fine. Sure. Doesn't Bowser order a pizza at one point? And we have a scene where he just orders a pizza and then nothing happens? Cooper orders Oh, a... sorry. He's not Bowser. I think he's not it's, called Bowser. Oh, it's going to throw me off. Okay, yeah, sorry. I know. And what's even weird is the Cooper Troopers are like a race in the games? 
Yeah. Oh, well, I guess they're like they're the Bowser's version of the SS because they're yeah. his troopers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really strange that he's named after. But I understand to be a race from the Mario series. Now he I'll, does. He does order a pizza, and then it distracts him later on in the climax mm. in the fight. I'm he gonna, gets a call saying your pizza's ready, and he says, "No, it's not a good time." Oh, maybe I didn't miss that. Yeah. I'm going to look up Cooper Troopers because now I just want to just sure. confirm. Yeah, because Cooper Troopers are the, are the they're the basic turtle enemy from the Mario games. The ones that you step on once, they turn into a shell, and you hit the shell and yeah. it rebounds. That's yeah. a Cooper. I'm yeah. So they're known as Coopers or Cooper Troopers, but Coopers is the name of their race effectively. So his character is just named after a race of turtles. No, they're named after him in the movie. They're named after him. His name is Cooper. Yep. And they're not called Cooper Troopers in the no, film. The, you no, know, he has Goombas in the in the film. That's right. And Goombas are the little mushroom ones. That's right. And instead, instead of giving them, I know they're ah. one. They're one feature in the games that they have big heads, and what yep. they do in the movie is give them tiny heads, tiny little heads, <laughs> tiny heads. But they're still the. They're not even turtles because they just de-evolve to dinosaurs. But they're meant to be in the film mushrooms. I know, but, but they can't be mushrooms because the fungus be. is evil. That's, well, no, the fungus isn't evil. It <laughs> no. just permeates the entire kingdom. Yep. Uh, in this, I, I know they change so much from the source material. Is the fungus meant to be like some sort of grassroots political angle? Like it's your Bernie Sanders, like infiltrating, like. Well, Cooper, I mean, no, we you're, find- you're thinking far too, far too deeply. <laughs> we find out, we find out later in the film that Cooper uh, turned the king into this fungus, presumably by de-evolving him into something, which isn't even right because fungus and animals have a completely different. You know, if, they, it's, if it's actually fungus and not meant to be just some sort of big like germ, <laughs> they have a common ancestor, but the, the lineages are not are not. Um, part of one another. Yep. Like we can't de-evolve into a into a fungus. Don't fucking try and stop me. But he's <laughs> he he says to him, "You wanted to be throughout the entire kingdom, and now you are, in a sense." Which I'm guessing is the king is kind of growing out into the kingdom and trying to I don't know. Well, he's an active mother. Mm. The, the Cooper world or something? I do I wasn't, I, I was half joking when I yeah. made the Bernie Sanders reference, but I legitimately think his whole plan was to, <laughs> it was a grassroots political movement. Like yeah, he was maybe. just spreading through yeah. and assisting people and starting from the ground level yeah. and building up. I, I, a half a joke, but also I think that's what they were trying to do. You've got to trust the fungus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Daisy is ripped through the portal uh, and then we get the reveal in the next scene. It's all paced very well. You know, as, as soon as a question comes up as to, okay, why is this happening? We get an answer. And Cooper is talking to his wife, Lena, and just in exposition, he reveals that his entire plan is to merge the two worlds because their world, Dino Hatton, is so depleted of resources or doesn't have, you know, access to anything. And the Earth world is so rich in everything else. Yep. That's it. That's his whole plan. It's very simple. It's very, it's very nice. It's very elegant. I like it. That's what he's working towards. He's a man with a goal, and you can appreciate him for that. Yeah, I don't. Again, my only criticism of his plan, and it's minor. I get he's not going to be a well-written villain like in this movie. Like he's just not going to be. <laughs> um, but damn those mammals for taking out the the planet we used to live on, and now we're stuck here. But like you've got an entire planet. Like you know, I don't understand that you're stuck in a city. Like they got a parallel world. Whether you're in your parallel world, and I'm in my parallel world, we both have an Earth each in the, in a sense. I don't. And like to be fair, the dinosaurs have turned theirs to shit. 
because I don't think their parallel world needed every car to operate like a bumper car, like with the fucking electric track going through the top of it and all that. They've done a lot of these mm. things themselves to then be angry and want to take over the mammals world <laughs> out because like, how dare they get that? I, you're just going to do that to the same one anyway. Like, I don't understand what the plot is. Like you have a world, if, if you only had a city and you lost an entire planet, go for broke. I see why you're upset. But There's a reason why crude oil is colloquially known as dino juice. Because if the dinosaurs didn't die, there's no oil, you know, 100 million le- years later on. You could argue, though, they're not, none of them are shown to be immortal. <laughs> their fake world, their parallel world, technically should have a more access to a it's, crude oil. It's so clever that the cars run on electricity. They're not oil-powered. They're not gasoline-powered. It's all electric. Their entire world is based on coal. No, you're not wrong. I agree. But also, don't they have access to more dead dinosaurs in the dinosaur world than they do in the living world? Because not like we do. They didn't have dinosaur death en masse. But over sixty-five million years has passed from the from yeah. the, uh, the the comet or the meteorite hitting. Yeah. Yeah. So both cultures have had sixty-five million years. The difference is, Earth uh, mammal culture has no more dinosaurs from sixty-five million years ago. So they all fossilized. Blah 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 blah. These fuckers. The year after had more dead dinosaurs. And the year after that, no. they should, in theory, because they're still dead dinosaurs from 65 million years ago, they should have more oil, Andrew. No, because they didn't die en masse, right? It's just, you know, dinosaurs piling up on, on, on other bodies with rock and such, and you never get the, the right layer in, in such a way that it, you know, gets crushed in such a way and pressurised that it creates the oil. I feel like- It never happens because it's too, too spread out. They, the dino world doesn't have oil. The villain here is town planners. Can we agree? <laughs> like, Why would you say that? Well, obviously, I, I imagine they do, they... do town planners specifically do cemeteries? I don't know. Sure. Sure. I feel like they should have been tapping into this natural, this natural resource of theirs if they cared about it so much. The, the Dino Society is probably only a few thousand years old. No, because 65 million years ago, they split and got their own. So that's what I mean, that they've been running parallel to Earth since the- They Mo- didn't have the language right 65 million Neither years ago. Neither we. We were that's, monkeys. That's exactly right. And we've only lived in cities for a few thousand years. But I'm saying they've had all that time where those dinosaurs that so survived would have died. Yes. So, so it's even. <laughs> that's exactly right. It is so even. So why do they want to take over Earth then if they've got the same situation? Because Earth has oil and oil is magnificent and you shouldn't try and stop burning oil because it's just awesome. Why aren't they going nuclear? That's yeah, that's true. They, I feel like nuclear also plays in. You got mushroom clouds. That's so on on theme for this movie. Possibly, but do you know why they didn't know about nuclear a hundred years ago? Because you didn't have the oil, the gasoline trucks and such to go around and search for these things. You just couldn't go far away enough from the city to find uranium and experiment with it. Fine, I'll give the dinosaurs a pass. I just—it's actually quite <laughs> clever. <laughs> I still think no, it makes. I mean, and the only clue you get to it is because the the cars have have like the the um, the little like sodium cars, like the bumper cars. They've yeah, that's the little, a, yes, um, but they've got the they've got the actual generator on board as well. Yes, so it it gets the thing and converts it into kinetic uh, movement. Yeah, but they're all like like these dodgem cars. That's the only clue you get to it. But of course, the dino world doesn't have oil. And uh, it makes sense. It is actually quite clever, if intentional. 
I'm sure it was intentional. I mean, you don't write that sort of stuff just and accidentally get it right. <laughs> I can tell you, you sometimes do. Well, maybe, maybe I'm giving them a lot of a lot of too much benefit of the doubt. The amount of times I've handed someone a script and they've been like, "Oh, that was really clever. Did you mean that?" I was like, "Sure, mm. yeah. <laughs> yes. you got it. You found me out." Eh? Oh, expected was... such hard and fast political undertones in Super Mario Brothers. Yep. It was like I was watching this interview with Jordan Peele back when um oh what was it Get Out came out and it was him just answering fan tweets asking about like was this theory right about this film? Oh, I think I've seen this one. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's sent, but a fan like sent him like, "Did you do this, this, and this because of this?" And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's definitely why I did that. Exactly <laughs> why. That's good. Um, all right, sorry, Andrew. Please continue with this." tale of political intrigue. So we find out that Cooper has this de-evolving machine uh, and he, Toad, who um, who Mario and Luigi meet on the street, who explains to them what the portal is and he's trying to do a sing-song to them. At first I thought it was Doug Stanhope. The actor? He looks at, yeah, because he looks a bit like Doug Stanhope, but it's like Max Nebo or something. I thought he was the dude from Ready to Rumble, to be honest. I'm guessing he was not. Was his name Toad? <laughs> Possibly. The character name was Toad. His name's Mojo Nixon. I Mojo no Nixon, there you he go. He doesn't even have a picture on bloody IMDb. No, no, no. Um, so he gets de-evolved into the you know harmonica playing uh, Goomba. Yep. And he's adorable through the whole film. He's just that geeky smile and just... Hmm? I, I kind just, of like the design. Just to make everybody happy. Yeah, it was, it was a good character. Oh, not even just him, sorry. The Goombas as All a whole. All the Goombas were, were great. Like, as somebody who's come from the games, yeah, it's fucking stupid. It makes no sense. Eh. But... For the design of this film, having them these massive, huge yeah. bodies, super broad shoulders and tiny head, it sticks mm. out. Yeah. And just that goofy <laughs> smile on their face the whole time. <laughs> You're unintentionally winning me over to this movie, Andrew, <laughs> and I'm furious about it because I was so bored while watching it. But visually, I think, like you said, visually it's good. Yeah. Music's all good. It's just kind of the plot is for the most part. It's silly. Yeah. It is silly. Not the good kind of silly, I would say. Mm. I would say it is the good kind of silly, yeah. but it is silly nonetheless. Uh, so they get arrested, um, Mario and Luigi, also threatened with devolution if they don't reveal the location of this amulet rock thing, which has already been stolen by Bertha. She just steals it. Well, she saves she just, them from the stunt granny and then steals it. That's exactly right. She says, oh, I like that. I'll take that. And it's and it's done. So Daisy's revealed to be a princess, um, uh, the daughter of the woman we saw at the start of the film, if that ha- connection hasn't happened yet. And Cooper tells her that she is, in fact... A reptile, not yep. n- not a human, but she's this you know has this dinosaur lineage. Uh, IMDb is weird. Not IMDb, sorry. Movies yeah. are weird. I'm on Dennis Hopper's page, and yeah. he died ten years ago. Yeah, and his last film credit was two years ago, and he had four movies. If they use his likeness in like in documentaries and things, then he still gets the credit. He was credited it. as himself in one of them, but yeah. as a as a performance in the 2016 movie. Yeah. And I know things can be pushed back, but he's had like five or six things come out since his death. And it's just like, but years oh, wow. after. Yeah, the footage is there. It gets cobbled together later on. It's so weird. It is weird. <laughs> Copyright is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so Cooper is frustrated with Iggy and Spike after having, you know, screwed up for the last time. And he thinks, well, one last ditch effort, maybe if I... Evolve them to advanced, it'll help. 
but they just end up being you know slightly smarter, still goofy they've versions. Done such a good job so far. Yeah, I know. It's well, a last resort because he says, "Look, if you fail this time, I'm just going to kill you." I feel like he should just be doing that to everyone, though. Like, I know he's a dictator. He doesn't want he doesn't want like super intelligent masses because they'll rise up against him. I get that, but like. These are your these are your specific your personal armed thugs. Why did you actively keep them stupid? What is the point? Oh no, the the uh, troopers. Relief. Oh, relief. <laughs> Not only that, it's because they don't question; they just follow orders. And in a sense, that's what you want when you're trying to take over society. You just want soldiers who are going to exact your orders. Yep. You don't want them to question things. You don't want them to think for themselves. This is what I want. If you get it wrong, that's on you. Not that you'll accept the blame of for it. You'll not. blame everybody else. <laughs> but you just want soldiers who are going to obey, which is what they do. I guess. But they feel like he's number two. Like, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. The woman, what's her name? Lena, his wife? Yes. So yeah. she's effectively yeah, 2IC. But these guys are like their floor managers, if I can give them a supermarket context. Iggy and Spike? <laughs> yeah. The- Iggy and Spike. No, they're his goons. I feel like, but they're his, they're like his, he report, he, sorry, they report directly to him goons. So like, yeah. they're pretty high up. And- Weirdly, we don't find out until very close to the end of the film that they're family. They're his cousins. Yes. So Iggy is... Do you ever guys play, play Super Mario Brothers 3? No. In Super Mario Brothers 3, every time you go to the castle and then the warship appears and you go into the warship, you fight one of Bowser's kids. Iggy is one of Bowser's kids. Oh. Um, as for Spike... He's not one of the kids. He's something else. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Oh, Spike's a freaking goon that throws shit at you. Like, just like your basic enemy um, in like just a normal level. The little green guys that just blue spiky hair and they throw spiked balls at you. They roll, you have to roll. So they roll at you and you jump away from them. So he's just a basic trooper. But Iggy is meant to be Bowser's kid. Oh, right. In the games. Yeah, that's fine. Bowser has like 10 kids or eight kids, whatever it is. So Mario and Luigi, they escape prison because they're clever or see an opportunity. I can't even remember how they how they did it. Uh, but it's all very goofy and, and silly. They end up uh, stealing a police car and driving out through a tunnel, um, which Luigi, with his fantastic sense of direction, which is established you know, very early on in, in, in the film, he says, you're going the wrong way. They end up out, out in the desert where they meet up with Iggy and Spike in a very Bill and Ted's Burgers journey kind of <laughs> scene. A little bit, yeah. Uh, anyway, they end up, you know, realizing that they both need the amulet for different reasons. So as long as they can get to it, they all decide to work together. Okay, to I've, get to get back into the city from from the desert. I may have blanked out here. Then why were Iggy and Spike lost? If they were came, they looking? weren't lost. They knew Murray and Luigi were out in the desert. No, but why do they need help to get back to the city? Or oh, they just needed the amulet to bring back to. They needed Murray and Luigi's help to get the amulet. Uh, Murray and Luigi knew it was you know, stolen by Bertha and again Spike knew where Bertha's club was. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. Like I said, I must have blanked out for like the next so She minutes. was she wasn't gonna let Iggy or Spike get close to her because she knows exactly who they are. But Mario Yeah. God he can charm the pants off anybody. Oh, it's Bob Hopkins, what do you want? Oh, with that mustache. Oh. <laughs> that shiny bald spot. <laughs> They never make you know a, a plumber's crack joke, which I really appreciate. No, that's next week's movie. No, no. Yeah, ready to rumble. <laughs> no, full of, Seb, we're not going to talk about that until we absolutely have to, and even then, <laughs> I'll resist as long as possible. Um, one thing I really liked: uh, there's a poster in the club offering a reward for Mario and Luigi. The reward is two thousand coupons, spelled K 
double O P. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And they work. They were referring to Cooper coins. I think at the beginning of yeah. the film, when the old lady, when the, sorry, when the stunt granny goes to rotten to mug them, she asks them for all the Cooper coins they have. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. So the, the 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 poster just says coupons, which I thought was kind yeah, of funny. Nice. Yeah, kind of charming, you know. It's it just me. was the song that was playing in that club during that scene. Walk the dinosaur. Yes, it seems like a bit of a seems like a bit of a on the nose sort of song choice. <laughs> it's in the credits as well. Oh, they double oh, really? up. They double up on it. Yeah. You say on the nose, Jordan. I say, <laughs> what? What else could this movie possibly choose? Like, like I don't know what it would do. <laughs> then it's time for my absolute favorite scene of the movie, and that's Mario, charming Big Bertha, trying to dance with her. He gets, you know, uh, uh, tossed to, you know across the room the first time he tries, and he comes back, and Bertha says, "Dance with me." I have to see if she has a um, like a video game, uh, like counterpart because i'm very curious oh, maybe i remember her from isn't big bertha the canon big bertha was a cheat code i think in one of the age of empires oh, games it? that's what i remember <laughs> oh, right. oh god she's the fish the big ass red fish that oh, you have to like run away oh. from because it eats you one thing okay there you go or well, at least that's when i search that's her nice, name yeah. it comes up with pictures of her and then pictures of the fish that must be it i think i'm thinking of the world war ii canon which will explain why her outfit's covered in spikes because I think the yeah. fish has a couple of spikes in it too. Interesting. That's really good. So anyway, Mario is charming her and it's just wonderful. You know, she's just trying to dance and he's fumbling around trying to undo this necklace amulet thing any way he can. And it's it's almost like she either doesn't care or doesn't notice, but it doesn't matter because it's it's just so, so charming to watch Bob Hoskins be this... I don't even know what to call it. Like he's not he's not being a a, a, a teenager and you know trying to get a bra off with one hand or something. He's not fumbling like <laughs> that. But he is just you know not being very. He's not trying to cover what what he's doing at all, and yet still appearing to look like he's trying to be sleek and yep. and, and very sneaky about the whole <laughs> thing. It's wonderful. I love it. It's it's my favorite scene. Oh, it's there. Are they are they in their costumes yet? Because I yes. remember this scene. Yeah. No, no, no. They put on suits. They no. They but they go to leave, and I remember them still being in their normal outfits. But they put on the shoes. They don't yet. No, they they don't have their their costumes yet because they put their costumes on when they sneak into Cooper's tower. This is the scene. That this is my missing scene that I, I can't remember seeing any of my viewings because they just appear in their outfits, <laughs> no, which this, look great, by the way. I love at, their outfits. At this point, they're wearing suits and Bob Hoskins has a fantastic yellow three-piece suit on. That's right. That explains the gorgeous. pictures that came out when I searched Big Bertha. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And Luigi has a red suit on, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> just, okay, sure. <laughs> but then later, when uh, uh, after they sneak into, after they break into Cooper's building, that's where they get their jumpsuits. Yep. The red okay. and green jumpsuit. Okay. I must have, yeah, I have no memory of that. I remember seeing them in them, just not like yeah. the, the suit up scene, which is like- No, it's very it's very quick. Yep. And again, they, you know, their plumbing knowledge comes in very handy because they, Mario notices all the pipes and says, well, quickly shut off all the valves and it'll cool everything off. The dinosaurs need the heat and it'll freeze them out. <laughs> That's called a minor ice age. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's, everything's very well thought out. Everything has a reason for happening. Even though it's silly, it has a reason for why it happens and it has a consequence. Yep. And I really appreciate that in the film. It's not just thrown in because, hey, we need something for um, somebody to do or we need something to happen to fill in this time to get them somewhere. No, everything has a cause and effect. Yep. Oh, look at them. Basic script writing. <laughs> they did it. 
So anyway, from here, it's all um, it all happens in the tower and in Medina Manhattan. Um, uh, Mario um, gets caught uh, with um, with Luigi and Daisy. They end up getting free, and Luigi ends up finding Daisy, and then they all split up again. Mario goes to save his his girlfriend and all the missing women who Iggy and Spike have mistakenly been kidnapping this whole time. Although, meanwhile, it's only like four or five I missing, missing women. I think it was four at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> but then they take Pauline and Daisy. So it's six total, I think. Six total. But the headlines at the time before Daisy and uh, and Daniela are kidnapped is like, missing misses still a mystery is the newspaper headline that Mario's Ugh, reading. Yep. It's like four missing women <laughs> in New York in 1993. Yep. That's not, um, that's not newsworthy. <laughs> Terrorism and crime did not exist before the 2000s, so it's a big deal. Are you kidding? The World Trade Center was bombed. I'm in yes, I'm obviously kidding. Yeah. Crime exists. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> not to the same extent, though. Obviously, yeah. Um. Anyway, there's a there's a fun little mattress ride down down a nice chute uh, with Goombas chasing them. There's a nice scene in an elevator where Mario and Luigi are trying to get to the top of the tower, but Goombas keep coming into the elevator. And they're stupid enough that Mario and Luigi can simply hide behind them whenever they, um, whenever more enter. Uh, but then the last lot come in, and there's now a row of four Goombas or something, you know, four rows in front of them, uh, between them and the door. And so somebody plays some music, and Luigi uh, starts to, to move the Goombas in, in time to this waltz, and the whole elevator is of, of Goombas is just dancing while they work their way towards mm. the door. It's nice. It's a nice scene. It's it's very silly, but it's it's charming. I like silly things. Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> I genuinely do. do. I. <laughs> Which is why I love Mortal Kombat Annihilation because the whole film is trash. How did I know that was coming? Like, so I, I'm with you on this. Silly things are great. Um, Jordan and I actually did a um, one of those group screenings of The Room just before society broke down. Um, and it was a good time, wasn't it, Jordan? That was the last time I went outdoors and I couldn't think of a better way to spend it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, we like we like the silly, you know. Yeah. This though, oh, I feel like you're coming to it really warm-heartedly, which I'm happy for you. I just don't think it's worth that much love. <laughs> I don't think I had seen it for like 20 years at least. Mm. Because the last time I remember watching this, I was still a child. Yeah, I Ish. saw it maybe five, ten years ago because I used to own it on on DVD before right. you know, I had to go for hunting for this one. And for some reason, I had it. I have no idea why. But I was like, oh my goodness, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, I had like no real memory of it outside of that. I know that I'd seen it at some point in my life, and that was so. It was kind of like coming into it fresh because I couldn't really remember the movie at all. But probably when I was very young, but right. yeah, hadn't seen it recently in like recent memory until now I and uh, I understand why <laughs> <laughs> I did try and view it this time around though not from the point of view of how good are the games let's see the movie but trying to just watch it okay this is just a movie that happens to be about Mario and Luigi or whatever how does it function right. on its own merits because when I first watched it I was like you know what the hell is this like this is not <laughs> Mario Brothers and yeah. I'll be honest, I was a bit, I had a bit of a better reaction to it this time than I did last time, but you know, better doesn't mean good. It just means, it just means less bad. But 
Do you want to? Sorry, Andrew, continue with your. With no, and that's and and after that, it's it's just a big a big showdown between them. They kind of moving around Dinohattan a little bit, um, and they have a big climax. There's fighting all over the all over the city. Um, Lena manages to get her hands on the amulet at one point, and she's electrocuted, and then just gets up and runs away <laughs> with the amulet. So Luigi and Daisy chase her. She tries to unite the the worlds together. Um, and for a moment, Mario and uh, Cooper are sort of dematerialized in the Dino world and materializing on Earth. Yep. Uh, At the site of the um, excavation, of course, where Scapelli is there, saying, "Oh, uh, you got to continue." That's the- why it would have been so good if he was playing Scapelli. I know, and they could I have know. had this weird, yeah. like, "Oh, it's a parallel world," like not just like an, an old, yeah. like an actual duplicate dimension, but everyone's dinosaurs would have been Exa- yeah, yeah, exactly right. That would have been would have been great. But no. But yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> How um, dare we think outside the box? I'm sure if, if they made another change to the script, I think Dennis Hopper would have just killed someone. He already flipped out on set. I think he he just would have gone yep. completely insane. And just no, it's not happening. <laughs> I'm not coming on set. As good, I- as good an idea as it is, this is the last straw. Absolutely not. <sighs> um, so they appear, you know, uh, Cooper shoots Scapelli with his um, devolving gun and he... Devolves into the monkey, which we get the famous meme, oh, a monkey. Yep. Dennis Hopper saying that. That's where that's from. Yep. <laughs> and that's it. They end up coming back because Daisy takes the takes the thing out. They manage to get it out, so they materialize back in the dino world. Um, and they end up defeating Cooper and just devolving him into a into a primordial sludge. And everybody claps. Hooray! We did it. And that's it. That's the end of the film. We've done it. <laughs> well, it's not the end of the film. Ah, if you're, if you're anywhere other than Italy, the film continues with the brothers being back in Brooklyn <laughs> three weeks later where there's a news report about them and this event three weeks ago, believe it or not, not the day of, some, this reporter managed to last three weeks and held onto this nugget mm-hmm. before, before saying, well, the Mario Brothers, I think they're super Mario Brothers. Yep. For saving us from all this stuff. Then Daisy runs in. Yep. And she says, guys, you've got to come back with me. Yep. And they say, back where? And she says, back to the future. Yep. And then after credits, <laughs> um, we have another scene in which um, Spike and, or oh, what's the other one? Iggy. Iggy uh, seem to be living with Mario and Luigi on their couch. Or they're just in some shitty apartment. I thought they were in there in, somewhere. I thought they were with them. And then they, oh no, they, no, they're no, in a movie, aren't they? It's the Japanese yeah, guys. That's right. And, yeah, the Japanese guys are there and say, we would like to turn your life into a video game. Yep. And they pitch the super, was it the Cooper Brothers or the super? One says like um, uh, Iggy's, Iggy, Iggy's World. One says like a super spike thing. And they just both look at each other and they go, the Super Cooper Cousins. That's the one. Black, yeah, <laughs> um, and we I got, didn't get to see that. Yeah. That's actually pretty funny. All right. <laughs> and we get it's none short, of those sequels. Very, <laughs> no, no. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, we'll trigger. We'll go into verdicts in a second. Then, is it, unless anyone has any final points about that? Nope. No, I'm I'm happy to to uh, to sum it up. All righty. <laughs> you heard the good. You've heard the bad. This movie is not good. Um, it's only... Okay. The acting is fine. It looks fine. The sound is fine. It's just, honest to God, 
I just found it so boring, and that's for me the worst. Like, if it's I was a train the same. Wreck, hey, yeah. Like I don't know if I was just coming into it with like a cynical outlook, like oh, this is gonna be bad. But like, I yeah, I found it like super boring, and like even like the acting, even though it was fine, like I didn't find any one actor in the entire film or like performance to be particularly engaging, yeah. and like half the dialogue, like half the time, just feels like it's being read off of like a cue card or something. And, like I just. I just really we had to, to get into it. Because the script kept changing. No one can learn the lines. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> so right. I was drunk and couldn't remember them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but unfortunately, I mean, I can get into stupid. I really, really can if it makes me laugh enough. And while this film, I'd say, was a bit stupid, it wasn't that stupid. So it's detriment. This, yeah. It was smarter than it should have been, but also just just boring. And I can't, mm. I can't back a boring film. It can be fucking balls to the wall insane, but if it's if it's like this, it's just hard to, I've never watched a movie four times or tried to watch a movie four times for this fucking show in three and a bit years. <laughs> and here we are. Um, so while this is not a, I wouldn't say this is a train wreck and it's probably better than most audience members think it has been just from the, the word on it. I, I couldn't recommend it either. Like it's, but yeah, it's, like I've, yeah. I've certainly seen worse movies, but this one feels like it's up there. I know exactly what both of you are saying and where you're coming from. I just happen to have the completely opposite opinion. I think it was funny enough that all those all those little silly scenes were funny enough to tie all the dramatic actual story plot bits together in a in a in a flow that was pleasant enough to get through. I didn't hate the movie at the end. In fact, if anything, I appreciated it for all the for all the effort that had been put in. To the, to the comedy. And I really appreciated that everything they set up had a payoff. Mm. Like uh, uh, Daisy's fascination with dinosaurs. We find out why she's a paleontologist. You know, why she just has this inkling for dinosaurs so well. Um, Luigi's sense of direction, which is played out through the whole, you know, his, his sixth sense for, oh, this thing has some meaning or I, we have to go here or I have to get this thing. That's explained right up from the start. You yeah. know, that... Oh, when he's when he's just driving to some some plumbing job, and Mario's saying, "No, go go this other way. We always go this other way. That's the that's the main road." Luigi says, "No, I've just got a sense that this will be quicker," and they end up losing the job to Scapelli anyway. But he certainly gets there oh, quicker yeah, than he would. That's the scene where he says that they should turn right, and he turns yes. left. Yeah, <laughs> and even and even uh, Scapelli being there, you you would think, what? Mm. Why would you bother explaining that? You know. There's this construction site, and you know it needs to be needs to have an origin or something. They're the ones that that dig through and unveil the portal. Without without knowing it, they're the ones that excavate the portal. It's all possible because of Scapelli's hmm. construction. You're not wrong. I know things are saying are wrong. No, no, no. And, it, yeah. and and I'm not even saying it's good. I'm not defending it as good. I'm just saying I really appreciate that they went to the effort to tie up every single mm. bow. You know, everything they set up had a payoff. There wasn't anything left hanging by the end of it. And I, I like when a film does that. Yeah, 100% agree. All the bows are really nice. The box looks really beautiful. I want to see this under my Christmas tree. <laughs> the problem is that when you undo it and open it up, it's just a it's just a clock that takes an hour and a half. And that's, <laughs> and that's, that's a great way of describing it, actually. Yeah. But I think I would recommend it. Good, okay. It's, and it's cheesy in a way that isn't offensive and... Yeah, even if you hate it, you're not going to hate the person who recommends it. You're just going to go, eh, that wasn't that great. Yeah. And I love that we're on the opposite ends now because the, the debate between Zane and myself was that 
Mortal Kombat 2 versus this movie. Uh, I think Mortal Kombat 2 is better. You probably think this movie is better. No and- way is Mortal Kombat 2 better. That is a big steamy pile that <laughs> but it's deserves, all the way through it's it all the way through no sunlight or attention ever i love that movie but um but we're on the opposite ends now because i was the sole person that recommended that right. one and yeah. zane and you were like seb you're retarded i'm not doing that to you because um, i don't think you are it's not that bad a film it, it really one. isn't yeah you can you oh. can it's so middle of the road you could go either way and it's absolutely understandable yeah you know, even I don't care that you guys don't like it because it's not that good. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, well, we'll do socials and we'll wrap it up for the day. I'm going to say very thank you to the service that's bringing Jordan to us live via his house right now because it hasn't dropped out once. Mm. I'm shocked. Shout I'm out, stunned. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, thank you, Facebook <laughs> Messenger. Jesus. All right. Um, Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. And Jordan, where do we tweet you? You can tweet me at Jordan MSTP, spelled out phonetically, not P double E P double E. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> um, you can tweet me at Bastion underscore James. Uh, Alex is, is not here today, but it's in the show notes as well. But Andrew, where do we tweet you for the third time this century? You can technically tweet me at AS Schossler, but I've tweeted three times in my life and. Maybe today's the day. To be honest, I've got no idea how Twitter works. <laughs> I don't even know how to check. I don't even know how to check if I have a message from anybody on there. What you do? I don't is, even know if that's the way it works or not. You come to half that's a thought a- and you just think good <laughs> enough, and you just tell everyone. <laughs> um, who does Instagram? I'm lost without a person near me. Is it Jordan? I just I did. Instagram was the first thing I say. Me. Oh wait, sorry. No, who does Facebook? Wait, what? No, we did Instagram. All right. Well, all right. Facebook.com slash Second Take. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, check <laughs> us at email, podcast at gmail.com. Go to our website, secondtakepodcast.com. And if you'd like to support the show, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Second Take. We'll be back on Monday for the Variety Hour. And then we'll be back, I'm so happy to say this, next, sorry, on Wednesday for the Variety Hour and next Monday for Ready to Rumble. We're starting our three or four movies of wrestling. We've got Ready to Rumble. We've got Fighting with My Family. We've got Mickey Rocks, the wrestler. I was so keen for this film. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, no. Oh, my throat. Uh-oh. Andrew's got the Ronnie. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> through, the power of, through the power of Messenger, Andrew, we can bring you here from the comfort of your own home. As as <laughs> oh, no. My sight and my fingertips. <laughs> as long as, you're, just, as, long just as a- your hearing and speech maintains, we're fine. Oh, my lips. No. <laughs> um, I was so excited that I did all the intros for the next three movies last night. Like, oh, well, not very, very rumble. That was really done. But for the next ones, because I'm like, I'm just going to sit down and do intros for wrestling shows. I was super keen. All right. Um, we'll leave it there, but we'll see you on Wednesday for the thing. Oh, yeah. That's the one. Second Take Podcast is recorded within the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia, and acknowledges this region's original owners, namely the Jinnabara, Kabi Kabi, and Yugera people. Second Take Podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of these lands, and we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging. 
for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 